0: all
1: listeners, and all radio listeners, the broadcast starting. Calling All Cars. The program will be broadcast at 9 p.m. on Monday, beginning May 1st. That's all.
0: Rose and Jeff. Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created
1: by
0: Rio Grande. The county Sheriff's Office called all card, and all card to Project 281 regarding a murder. Be on the lookout for three Filipinos. These men shot and killed a man near El Centro, this state. No description suspect That's all. Rose Is refined so that it meets all the demands of public serving automobiles, whether it be speeding to the scene of a crime or slowly cruising the neighborhood to preserve peace. It is the money saving gasoline of superior performance at any speed. When I point out that Rio Grande Cratch powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment wherever it is sold in any other brand, I always remind you that this great gasoline has the quickest start. Appreciated by fast and slow drivers alike, that Rio Grande the accelerates more smoothly, provides more power and miles per gallon, regardless of the rate of speed. So, come on, join the army of motorists who are getting the most out of their cars at the least cost, with police car performance Rio Grande the the most highly recommended gasoline sold in the world. The facts upon which tonight's story has been based were taken from the confidential files of the Office of the Sheriff of Imperial County, California. We are privileged to welcome to calling all cars the present Sheriff of that county, Mr. Robert W. Ware. We in the Imperial Valley have a special problem in law enforcement. Geographically, we are so situated that we get more than our share of transient labor, and a large part of this labor Is foreign-born or a foreign extraction. Our laws are not always so well understood by these people, and in many instances there is a lack of respect for law and order. Irrespective of the difficulty of our task, we spare no effort to emphasize the losing nature of crime of any sort. The story we are about to hear was no exception. Though it began in Imperial County, it had ramifications throughout the western states, and was finally solved in the Hawaiian Islands. How we were able to effect this solution you will hear as the program progresses. And I will be back at the end of the program to explain further how we brought home to a group of lawbreakers the lesson that crime cannot pay. A late afternoon breeze was beginning to relieve the stochiness that hung over the little town of Calipatia in Imperial County, California. Constable E. H. Bedford sat before the dust a desk in the cellar's of truck station, catching a piece of report that lay face up beneath a wall calendar on which was of the date November 19, 1932. Suddenly Bedford became aware that he was not alone in the office and looked up to see a Mexican ranch man standing just inside the doorway, uneasily twisting his hat with nervous fingers. What's the matter, buddy? Want to see me about something? Uh, and finding a man lying down in the road. Think I'd better come here and tell you. A man laying in the road? Where? Oh, two, maybe three miles from here. It's oh. a dirt road, not Mr. cars. He's mad. I, I think he's pretty, pretty safe. He might be dead. Who is he? Anyone you know? No, he's a dark man. He's what you call a Hindu. I would think maybe he's dead. That's he not good, of course, enough to look good, though. Why not?
1: Oh. His
0: lives are still. He's making us fear. All right. Wait a minute, we'll put through a phone call. Then we'll drive up and have a look at this fellow. Put me through to Sheriff George Campbell's office in El Centro, will you please, operator? Uh-huh. See here, buddy. This better not be a crock bull story you're telling me, because if it is, I... County Sheriff Campbell?
1: Uh,
0: oh, Sheriff Campbell? No, he
1: isn't in, but, uh, this is under Oh, hello,
0: Clark. This is Petford up at Calipatley. Oh, yes. There's a Mexican here in the office who just found the man's body lying in the road near town. He says he thinks the man's a Hindu. I thought maybe you might want to send somebody up here or come up yourself.
1: Yeah, no details here, huh?
0: No? I'm picking up Deputy certified homes right away. They're driving out to this Mexican to see what we can learn.
1: Uh, okay, then right, you go ahead and send me. I'll uh, probably be up there by the time you get
0: back. Right. All right, buddy. Let's go take a look at your dead man. <laughs> This is certainly a lonely enough road, Holmes. Not much more than a wagon trail. Yeah. That would make me think this Mexican might have really stumbled onto something. So, how, how much farther is it, buddy? It's oh, just a little way now. You see those post the road then? Yeah. I find this man lying down in the road just around that turn. And we'll know in a minute, Captain. Uh-huh. I'll slow down a little so we won't run over and keep still there. Yeah. Who's losing turn? Just a little bit more. Chet. Yes. Well, you see, he's still lying on the road. My George, that's right. Here, I know this fellow. This dumb thing. He and another Hindu on the ranch not far from here. Looks like he's been shot. Yeah. As far as I can make out, he's still alive. Better get him to a hospital right away. Yeah. I'll give you a hand and we'll get him into the car. Okay. I'm going to stick to this man like a leaf, Dutford. If we regain consciousness and can get getting to talk, we'll be able to clean up this case in no time. Mm-hmm. After getting Tom Singh to a hospital, Deputy Terabite Holmes, due to his word, remained at the wounded man's bedside until consciousness and strength returned sufficiently for the man to make a statement. You have a rent, someone somewhere near Calipatria, haven't you, Mr. King? Yes. My partner, Bell, And I throw tea. Was Bronson with you when he was shot? Yes, he was in the car. I don't know what they have done with it. I'm afraid for today. Mm. Suppose you tell me the whole story from the beginning. Yesterday we finished with the sea harvest and this morning Bronson and I came into town to get the money from the gas to they asked the men. What kind of labor do you hire? Filipino. I see. They go on. The two foreman at the ranch, he's a Filipino we call Pedro, knew that my partner and I were going into town and offered to give us a ride in an automobile that belonged to one of his houses. They looked good to us, and so we said yes. And then this fellow Pedro drove you into town, eh? Huh? No, he went with us, It's the boy who owned the car, Joe... Do you remember the boy's name? I think they called him Prudential. Anyway, we got into the car and we were just ready to drive away from the
1: house and...
0: Come on, Prudentio. Let's go. Don't you think we better wait for Leon? Leon? No. Let him get the target from our way. What's the matter? You're trying to leave without me. Hurry up, then. You keep us waiting. Where the you, Mr. Springs be boxed deep? I think you try to leave me behind. No, we're not trying to leave you. You get in the middle here. It's yes. in and improvential. Oh. Now let's go. You can't box in the way, Mr. Springs? No,
1: not at all. We are very comfortable.
0: you boys to pay us into the the bank? Oh, that's all right, Mr. C. We'll be back at the ranch in a few minutes. I want you to figure out how much money you owe the hand, Pedro. I'm going to pay off this afternoon. I uh, already figured it out, Mr. C. Good. I have it here in this little book. Twenty-six boys working. Each boy made one cent a pound. And they pay One cent a pound? No one said these boys would get one cent a pound. Oh, yes. You told me I should tell the boys that they make one cent a pound. Yes, into they do not one one cent a pound. That's impossible. If I pay you so much, i make nothing. We don't know nothing about that. I think the the price like I tell you and you pay. Not one sea rancher in the valley could pay you like that. The market price of peels is very bad this year, awful bad. Just the same. I tell my Filipino boys what they make for picking. And they're going to get it. You can't see that, Mr. But I didn't tell you to make any such price. Didn't I tell you, President Hugh, that Mr. Singh say one cent a pound? Yes. That's what you tell me to, so, President. Hey, you're going past the ranch. Where are you taking us? We want to talk to you about what you owe before we go back. So we take you up the little road we know, where it's right. So you take us back to the ranch. Or else you stop the car and let us out. Not until we fix this thing up, Mr. If you don't stop the car, I'll make you stop Oh, it. no. You better be quiet and not drive through, nothing. I'll tell you that
1: I mean what I say. You better be good. You So so you would right, right. you... A- have to come for Shoot No. Open the door of the car. Go ahead, out of the car. Yes, sir.
0: I have the car. I don't remember anything more. I guess they threw me out of the car. And you have no idea where they took your partner? No. And I'm very much afraid for him. You see, he had in his pocket the $600 bill he threw at the bank. $600 in shares, cash, yeah. Uh, about what time would you say all this happened? I think about 11 o'clock this morning. The bank closes at noon on Saturday, and we want it to be in plenty of time to get the money. Yes, a thought. Now, uh, just one more question, Mr. Singh. Do you know what kind of a car these three Filipinos are driving? Federal called it an Auburn. It's the kind that is all closed in. Oh, yes, an Auburn sedan. Well, I'll leave you to get some rest now, and we'll start looking for your partner right away. <laughs> Holmes returned to the substation from his from his interview with Tom Singh. He found under Sheriff Clark, and Deputy Sheriff Elliott waiting for him. Again, as they were discussing the details of the crime. So it looks like our best bet is to locate that Auburn sedan clock. Yeah, the sooner we get started, the better. Uh, did Sham Singh know the names of those three Filipinos who held him up and shot him? He knows their first names, that's all. Prudential Pedro, and Leon. Pedro seemed to be the ringleader. Uh, that's not much good. All three are common Filipino names. Well, let's. Oh, wait a minute. It looks like one of those two Japanese who just came in wants to talk to you, Holmes. Do you want to see me? Oh, yes, please. Very important. All right, Phyllis. My friend and I are finding very strange things. We are finding lots of automobiles having a dead man. A dead man, you say? Oh, yes, please. you, very dead. Now tell me. Was the dead man a Hindu? Also, you already know, eh? Mm, not exactly. Uh, what kind of a car was it? Automobile being Auburn. Him have license plate from Arizona. Also have three suitcases intact. We're taking good look. Oh, so it seems. Uh, can you show us where you found this car? Also, we can show all all right. Oh, well, boys, this is what I was afraid of. Yes, got murder against those three Filipinos now. Yep. There it is, boys. There's the car we're looking for. Those the Japanese gave us a good steer. Yes. It looks like those Filipinos had a blind road. That irrigation canal running across there only has a foot bridge. Well, okay? uh, I think I know what happened. They meant to take a road about a half a mile farther up the highway. It looks just like this from when you turn off onto it, but uh, I guess they were excited and turned off too soon. <coughs> well, here we are. Let's see what we can find out let's tell a break They're hitting the wrong road and having to abandon the car. Let's have a look in the back seat here. Mm. The poor fellow's dead all right. It'd mm-hmm. be a good idea to open those suitcases and see what's inside. Yeah. I'll hand them out to you. All right. While you're looking at them, I'll see if they left the registration in the car, Are mm-hmm. Nothing on the outside of these suitcases to tell us anything. No initials or travel stickers. Maybe when I open them up. Well, the registration still here it gives the name of Prudencio Rondares as the owner. Well, that checks with what Sham Singh told me. Well, at least we know who one of them is. Uh, there's nothing in these suitcases with clothing toilet articles. No, not a thing has any mark of identification on it. I'm afraid we won't get any clues from these. The only thing I can see to do is go across that footbridge over the irrigation now and see if we can pick up their tracks on the other side. But night falls in on undercut Sheriff Clark and his two deputies without sight of the fugitive. Temporarily early defeated, they turned back to town, taking the murder car with them, and intent on returning in the early morning with horses to continue the manhunt. And then on their arrival at the Calipatia substation, an old prospector came forward to meet them. Howdy gentlemen. I'm coming to town here less than an hour ago to get some supplies, and the first thing I heard about was this here murder. Oh, yes, you don't happen to know anything about it, do you? Well, not about the murder, no. Uh, but uh, I think I know something about where the fellow is, that done it. Oh, fine. Let's have it. Where are they? Uh, i come into to town uh, from the Chocolate Mountains, uh, using the old uh, Beals Well Road. Uh, just where the trail hits the range, I seen three pair uh, footprints. I uh, reckon they was made by the men you were looking for. Great Scottish. Oh, Why, it doesn't seem possible they could have gotten that far on foot, even with a five hour star. Well, just the same. That's where I seen them prints. Looks like they might be making for Palo Verde over on the Colorado River. But you didn't say anything of the men themselves? Nope, just the tracks while I was driving along. You're absolutely sure of what you saw? Sure. I ain't so old. My eyes has gone sour on me. I know what I see. Well, hardly anyone ever travels that road, plot. 60 miles long from island on this head to Palo Verde on the Arizona line. Only one water hole along the road. Then there's a mighty slim chance that they're taking up a ride, huh? Practically no chance at all. And this is our chance, boys. We're driving into Palo along the Bealswell Road tonight. Huh?
1: Get the reward with you.
0: Leaving Holmes in charge at the substation and taking Constable Tetford in his place, under Judge Clark and Deputy Elliot and made the journey to California. It was midnight when they reached their destination, but he had encountered no sign of the fugitive. Meanwhile, Clark contacted the Mexican passport photographer and obtained a print of every Filipino he had photographed for passport purposes. Clark and Tetford then presented a handful of photographs to Tom King at the county hospital. Uh, next is then, we have reason to believe that the men who attacked you and killed your partner have their pictures among this group. Would you mind looking through them and see if you can identify any of the lost? Sure. I don't know these men in the room. Yeah. There's one of them. let me see. Not this one? Not this? Not this? here's another more uh, here, me. here, let me find the rest of these out for you so you can see them easier. Yeah, yeah huh? No, 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 you
1: have to know. That man
0: is a you You're uh, sure of these identifications, Mr. King? I'm positive. Well, that works, they all agree on the same man. Yeah. This is the one who drove, the one they called
1: Prudencio.
0: Uh, yes, we know. Prudencio Rondale. We found his name on the car registration. And this one is Fiddle. And uh, his, his name is Gavino Manzano here, but we'll soon check up on that. He was the bad one, the one who had the gun. Your father is the one that called Leon. huh. he gives his name here as Ponte Leon Rengor. Anyway, we know the men we want now, and thank you very much for your cooperation, Mr. Banks. <laughs> At once, copies of the photographs were mailed out to peace officers in California and Arizona. It was soon learned that all three men had been arrested at some previous date, and King records then followed the photograph. Meanwhile, three days of intensive search among the Filipino camps revealed no clue to the situation. It was the last concluded that they had been successful in eluding the cordon of officers. But several days later, a Filipino was brought into Clark's office. There's a the boy who says he's something to tell us about Gavino Monzano, Clark. Yes? Uh, what's your name, lad? Enrico Garcia, sir. Uh, right. uh, what is it you want to tell us? Gavino. You say his name Ramon Simon, But he Gavino, he tried to take away from me my girlfriend. Uh, when was this? Just before he shoot Mr. Singh on the other window and run away. Uh, how do you know Gavino shot to him, I see it in the paper, when Gavino run away, this girl go away too. Uh, what's the girl's name? Maria Thorn. She come from Stockton, and for a while I go with her. But Gavino say he wants her, and for me to keep away. Uh, do you know this girl's address in Stockton? Yes. She's here on this piece of paper. Oh, fine. Oh, thanks a lot, Garcia. This might be a big help. If you catch this Gavino, you pick him good, no? You bet we will. Nearly two months went by, and the fugitives remained at large. And then police of San Jose telegraphed that owned Rengar had been seen and identified there. Instructions were wired back to arrest and hold him, and Sheriff George Campbell left immediately by automobile for that city. Upon arriving, the prisoner was brought out for transfer back to El Central. Is your name, Sheriff Campbell? Huh? Why, well, that's not Rengar, not Rengar. What do you mean? Just what I say. That's not the man I want. Are you sure? Positive. Here's a photograph of Randy Gore. Look for yourself. By George, I believe you're right. You'll admit there is a strong resemblance, though. Sure, but that doesn't help me any. anything. I'm sorry, Sheriff. Particularly after your long ride up here. Oh, man. These things happen once in a while. When are you leaving to go back to El Santo?
1: Well,
0: might as well go right away. I think I'll drive out to the highway by way of the foreign quarter just on the slim chance of seeing the man I'm looking for. is that asking <laughs> for a lot, Sheriff? <laughs> I guess maybe Well, but, goodbye. Bye, Sheriff. Sorry things worked out the way they did. Oh, this is going to be a long time home. I think the boys are going to have a lot of fun about this. That uh, Filipino sitting in that hot car looking up like Van to Stop and have a good look. Hey young fella, I think huh? you're the man a friend of mine spoke to me about. Me? Why should somebody speak to you about me? Well, I'll tell you. He thought maybe I could use you. Huh? Hold out your arms a minute so I can see how strong you are. No, 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 in front of you. There.
1: Well, what's the idea? Well,
0: why are you all putting up on me? I think you know why without me telling you, Rengor. I'll walk on over here to my car and don't get me any trouble. you made a big
1: mistake, Samuel.
0: Oh, no, I haven't. What is it you you're arresting me for? murder. For murder? murder, murder of Braun But that
1: didn't kill you with Sabino Oh.
0: But you admit that you were with Manzano at the time of the killing, do you? Yes, well, yes, yeah, yeah, but Sabino, he did the shooting. How'd you fellas get away? So, some being a don't worry, he was on a rock for two days. Then, then, he took us to Brawley at night, and we hit some more days. Then, we come here the another day. What happened to Manzano and Ronda? Yes, you know, I don't know. They went away right after we got here. Uh, you don't know where they went, huh? No. Well, maybe you do, and maybe you don't. But I know where you're going, and I know where you're going to stay for a long, long time. <laughs> Following the arrest and confession of Randor, came a sudden switch in the search for one of the remaining two fugitives. Postal authorities in Stockton, watching the mail address to Maria Thorne, Manzano's girlfriend, intercepted the letters sent to her from Hanukkah, Hawaii, bearing the return address of R.C. Moon. All information concerning Manzano was immediately dispatched to Sheriff Henry K. Martin of Hawaii County, Hawaii, who in turn gave it to Deputy Sheriff William J. Richards of Honokula County, which the town of is located. Deputy and acted on the information at once, and within 48 hours had discovered Manzano working in a laundry under the name of Simon. Quietly and skillfully he made the arrest, and Manzano, like Rengar, was unaware that he was in custody until the handcuffs were on his wrist. Laced in jail in Hilo, Manzano was then confronted by Ricard and Sheriff Marshall. Well, Manzano, what have you got to say for yourself? I don't know what you mean. Oh, yes, you do. What have you got to say about that murder back in the States? You talk like you think I did it. Well, I didn't. You were there, weren't you? Then who did it? The two Filipino boys who were with me. They got mad at the Hindus because they thought they didn't give them enough pay. So they shoot them both. But you didn't have anything to do with that, is, is that it? No. I tried to save the Hindus and not the Nazi gun out of my friend's hand, but it was too late. Now, you don't expect us to believe that, do you? I don't care whether you do or not. Well, how did you manage to get away from the California offices that we're looking for I hired a friend to take me to San Diego after I go to a part of El Centro by walking. Then I went to Seattle by bus. Then in December, I come to Honolulu. and both from Vancouver. Pretty soon, I come to Anacar and work in London. Then I am arrested. Uh, just why did you come to the island? Because I have brothers and some cousins here. Because I want to get away from police in Imperial Valley. Mm. That's what I thought. Well, I found out that your brother and your cousins were rather not happy here. They're afraid of me. Sure, they're afraid of me. Why? I didn't find you so tough when I arrested you. No. That's because you take me by surprise, but you wait and see. Wait for what? It's too late for you to do anything now, Manzano. You'll think so, huh?
1: Then listen. They'll never take me to the United States alive, do you hear? Never, never, never!
0: word of Manzano's arrest was sent by Martin to Sheriff Campbell at El Centro and under Sheriff Clark with detailed to take the next boat to Honolulu in order to bring back his prisoners But before the ship was four days at sea, Manzano had broken jail during the early morning hours of February 21st under the protection of a downpour of rain and disappeared into the island's dense morass of vegetation. Sheriff Martin immediately took personal charge of the first, assisted by his chief deputy, Peter N. Hockhalis. Oh, it was the pounding of this of rain that made it possible, Peter. How could anyone hear him soaring away in this downpour? It's just one of those things, Sheriff. He's been in jail just three weeks, and under our very noses, he made a saw blade out of a flat bucket handle. Well, we've got to get him again, that's all. But we've got to get him again. He's only been free a little while. We throw a cordon of motorcycle policemen around Hilo, say, around... Four oh, territory, six miles square. We ought to have him. Sure, a very good idea, to me. All right, then give orders to have this done right away. And have as many police as can be spared search the territory between the lines. Won't be much chance of finding tracks, though. This, this rain will have washed them all out. I'll give orders at once, sir. Thank you. Far from Hilo was the isolated home of a Filipino. There it was found that Manzano had appeared soon after his escape and demanded food and clothing. Two motorcycle officers, Almas Pasta and Cicero Bento, were therefore stationed to guard the hut in the event the outlaws returned. Then, early in the morning of the second day, following Manzano's dash for freedom, these two officers were discussing the search while watching through one of its cottage windows you suppose Manzano really will come back here? The Filipinos who live here seem to think so. They're scared to death. Yeah, I know. They have him figured out as a pretty desperate character. And when he was here before, these people gave him most of the food in the house and a really good suit of clothes. They wouldn't have done that if they hadn't been afraid of him. Boys at the jail say Manzano swore that he'd never be sent back to the States alive. you suppose he meant the jail, Mike? Or that he kill himself. I don't know. If he comes back here, he's as good as back in jail. You're right on that. I was just wondering.
1: Look. Over where I'm pointing. By those trees. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I see him. he all right.
0: Naked as the day he was born. Saw his clothes off, getting through that jungle, I guess. And there? He's looking around. Trying to figure out if it's safe to try for the house. Now he's coming this way. We better be quiet, so there's no chance of his hearing us. They stopped again. So have you heard it? No. you are making for the door again. Come on. Let's get out of sight and wait. We must be
1: just outside the door. All right, Manzano. You better surrender quietly. Oh. You, eh? Uh... Get me if you can. Yeah, man, huh? Hold yeah. on every time. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. You, you
0: think I can't get away? No, you can't. Get away. Stop it. Stop it. Hurry. Put the cops on me. Stop Yeah, I get that. It'll for a while. Yeah. Here. Throw this blanket around and we'll take him in. All right. You open the door. All right. All Yeah. Right. Manzano. Here. You... Never will get me back to the jail, you!
1: Look out! He's broken away! He's gotta get a run! Shoot hey. Go ahead! <laughs> I don't care. Shoot. Come on, Custer! We've gotta get him! That's what? He slipped and fell down. All right! And yeah, we well, got, got, got him,
0: come on. That's man! Yeah. No, don't try that again! You! You can't hold me in jail! You can't take me back to the United States! Oh, yeah! You'll get shackles this time so you can't possibly escape. I'll never see the United States again. Never! You're crazy, Montana. We're looking at a part of it right now. Well, let's not stand in the rain all day. Come on, my vest pocket, Jesse James. Just a moment. Sheriff Ware will conclude our program. If something went wrong to mar your motor trip over the weekend, make certain the next one is automotively perfect. Be sure the moving parts of your motor are protected by Rio Lubes, and keep the parts moving smoothly, powerfully, and economically with Rio Grande declines. The police car performance motor fuel that is preferred by those who drive the most, who know the most about gasoline and now shut up Manzano was returned to California despite his vehement statements to the contrary he was brought to trial and implicated by Rengor who had been sentenced previously Ron Barrett was arrested by the Santa Clara Sheriff's Office in 1937 he and Manzano were found guilty and sentenced to study for the remainder of their lives the lesson that crime of any sort Cannot pay. Thank you, Sheriff Ware.
1: Imperial County Sheriff's Office calling all cars, attention all cars. county of broadcast two hundred and eighty one regarding a murder. Suspects of case are now in custody. That's all Ooh. Ooh.
0: Your narrator Frederick Lindner, bidding you good night for Rio Grande. Remember, one week from tomorrow night, Monday, May 1st at 9 o'clock, Rio Grande will present the Case of the Bitter Wine. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.